Happy Sunday, everyone. How are you guys doing? Hey, we are blessed. It's sunny day outside, and uh, it's still winter, but I'm just so happy to be back here, uh, uh, you know, sharing the message of God. So I just want to extend my welcome if you are new to IFJF Seattle. I hope that this church will allow you to grow in your faith journey and encounter with Jesus, uh, and hope that this will become part of your your local community here. Amen? Uh, how many of you realize that we are beginning the month of March? Oh my goodness, right? It is, it is amazing how fast time goes. Uh, and I'm excited for March because uh, it tells you that the end of winter is coming. Hallelujah. Amen? Uh, so this month, we are going to talk about a new sermon series called What Are You Hiding? Okay? Uh, I know. It's, uh, it's kind of scary topic, but I... I I bet you, and I, I, I want to promise you, it's not that scary, uh, and it's going to be good for all of you to understand, uh, you know, over the next few months, um, over the next few weeks. You know, as you, as you look through the book of Genesis, you, you, you understand when Adam and Eve was brought into the Garden of Eden, uh, everything was free for Adam and Eve. They have a free life, they have, uh, they have their blessing, they have their relationship with, with God, you know, they have no fear, they have no shame. Uh, but once they became disobedient and sin came into the scene, and sin manipulate uh, Adam and Eve and they fall in, uh, into sin, then shame en enter into their lives. And then suddenly now there is a separation between God and Adam and Eve and then they have to hide from God, right? So today I want to share with you a sermon message that I feel like I don't want you to feel condemned what I'm going to say over the next 20 minutes. I don't want you to feel ashamed. I don't want you to feel shame because I want you to change your perspective. I want you to look at this thing here in a very different lens because if you understand the perspective what I'm going to share with you today, I think you can overcome your, you know, your, your weaknesses, your bondages, and whatever that you are going through, okay? Um, and I want you to also know and tell you and have a greater understanding of who is the bad guy here. Okay? Because Christians, listen, Christians, I understand that you acknowledge that Jesus died for you so that you can go from hell to heaven, but you have not acknowledged who actually is the good guy and the bad guy. You know, how many of you likes to watch a Korean drama? I bet you there's a lot of people, right? Yeah, I, I don't like Korean drama. I got to be honest with you. Okay, I tried once many, many years ago. You know, the first 15 minutes, two people died and two funeral. I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch movie that began with two death and two funeral. Okay, but anyway, to those of you who like a Korean drama, I asked ChatGPT to, to create a setup of a movie. I'm just kidding. I don't even know how to use ChatGPT, to be honest. Yeah, I, I even have to ask my son, like, how do you get to ChatGPT? Like, do I type in chatgpt.com or where do I go? I, I don't know. But I created this on my own. You know, this is a, a setup of a TV show. Okay? You can say it, a Korean drama, where there are three main characters in this uh, Korean drama. So there is this central character, and uh, her name is Yumi. Okay, you, me, okay. And then the other character, which is one of the best friends, her name is Lucy, right? And her last name is Fur. And then the other character is, uh, her name is Angel. So, you know, they, they started out very well building this friendship, right? But in the second or third episode, the audience suddenly was made realize that Lucy wasn't a great friend. 
she was there to actually stumble of uh, Yumi. Uh, she was not a good influence to Yumi. In fact, she wants Yumi to be destroyed. Uh, she has this mo wrong motivation about Yumi. While the other friend, actually Angel, was a good friend with the right motivation, had the best interest for Yumi. However, because of a lot of what, what uh, Lucy was trying to do, you know, trying to convince uh, Yumi that you know, Angel was, wasn't good for, for her, and her, you know, her life was basically dominated by, by Lucy's uh, you know, manipulation. Uh, and here we are, you know, in the third episode and fourth episode, fourth episode, the audience actually know. The audience know the bad intention of, of Lucy. You know, whatever Lucy was trying to set up, what, whatever Lucy was trying to plan, is to bring downfall to Yumi. Right? And then the audience, of course, how many of you have watched those kind of movies, right? Man, you have this friend that, that Yumi completely trusts her life, you know, everything. She trusted Lucy, uh, but actually Lucy was trying to betray her, was trying to stab her on the back. But, Lucy, uh, but Yumi doesn't know that. Yumi keeps... You know, trusting her, trusting her. In fact, at one point of the life, that her relationship with Angel was broken because of Lucy, right? And then here we are, the audience, looking at this scene, like, we're like, you know, we are shouting to the TV, right? We're like, come on, Yumi! Lucy is not the good friend. Angel is the good friend. Go back to Angel. Leave Lucy. But, but the more you yell and the episode continues, the more Yumi becomes closer and closer to Lucy, Right? Until one day, Angel has to sacrifice herself to save Yumi. Basically, Angel died. A Korean drama, right? You have to have somebody die. Right? So, Angel died. And then, at the, at the hands, at the arms of, of Yumi, uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the end of Angel's life, Yumi realized who the bad guy actually is. How many of you realize that the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7 is actually the audience trying to yell at Yumi. Okay? He is trying to yell at you and me and to tell you and me that danger is coming. That the bad guy is not the pastor that is preaching this message. The bad guy is not your good and trusted friend trying to tell you that danger is coming. Your good, your, your bad guy is not the word of God that is trying to tell you something, but the bad guy is Lucifer. Romans chapter 6, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 6, I want to read these 14 pas passages, and then I'm going to just share just a short message so that we have a time for us to have a reflection for us to have a moment of prayer. Uh, because if you have the right perspective of who the bad guy is, then you will be able to overcome your sin. Okay? Romans chapter 6, verse 1. Are you guys ready? Yeah. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, Jesus, were baptized into his death? Okay, the key word is into. Okay, into. Do you not know 
sorry, verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. Okay, the keyword is into. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Verse 5. For if we have been united with him in a death like, like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Okay, the bad guy is the sin. The bad guy is not the scripture. The bad guy is not the pastor trying to tell you that that is the bad guy. The bad guy here is sin. Okay, that's the thesis actually for my preaching. Is that the bad guy is sin. Okay, you have to put that into perspective. It says this, uh, verse 6, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Okay? And sin is very, very tricky because sin looks very attractive if you, like you, me, who does not know that sin is actually trapping you and trying to harm you. If you don't know that, then it looks attractive. Okay? I, I, I did, I did the, the, the dance uh, illustration in the lead class, but I'm not going to do it here. <laughs> because after that, I, I went home driving. After that dance, I, I felt so, so ashamed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no shame. <laughs> because Jesus has redeemed me. So I have no shame. Yeah. Verse 7, verse 7, but you have to understand, okay, that sin is trying to enslave you. The word enslave means that sin is putting you in bondage, that sin is putting you in prison, okay? So don't, you have to understand this part, okay? So sin is not trying to give you what you want, sin is not trying to make you happy, sin is not trying to satisfy you, but sin has its own motivation that ended up you will be enslaved. So that's the goal of sin. So you have to understand now who is the bad guy, okay? Uh, and then verse 7. For one who has died has been set free from sin. So if you are a Christian, if you believe in Jesus and you have a living, dynamic relationship with Jesus, you should be set free. You should be set free. And that's the goal, that you want to be set free. And you don't want to be deceived. You should say yuck to being deceived. How many of you like to be deceived? How many of you like a sneaky friend who trying to deceive you behind your back, trying to stab you, but in front it looks like... <sighs> okay, that's part of the dance. Okay. That's why a lot of people are so attracted to sin because when you look at sin, sin is so attractive because it's like, <sighs> you know, like... It's so nice. But behind it, sin is trying to deceive you, enslave you, and put you to death. You have to understand this, okay? Now, verse 8, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with Him. Free, free from sin. We know that Christ, being raised from death, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over Him. For the death He died, He died into sin. He died to sin. Okay, once for all, once for all, that is the power of, of Jesus' uh, redemption power. 
is that once and for all, he died to sin. And, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So that you must also consider yourself dead to sin. I want you to make a declaration today that sin is the bad guy. Sin is my enemy. And I'm not going to let sin betray me, abuse me, enslave me, and put me into prison. Make that declaration today into your life. Okay? Verse 11. You must also consider yourself dead to sin, alive to God in Christ Jesus. Verse 12. Listen. This is for your good. Okay? Whenever I, I share this next verse, you always feel like, ah, the pastor doesn't want me to live in freedom. Ah, the pastor doesn't want me to be happy. God doesn't want me to be happy. I'm happy living with sin. But verse 12, he said, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passion. Not your passion. Its passion is all about, about, about Lucy. Fur, right? Verse 13, Do not present your members to sin as instrument for righteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life. You have been brought death to life. You should be a man and woman that lives in freedom, that has no shame, no bondages. That should be who we are. But yet a lot of Christians, they are saved, but they are not free. Come on. Verse 13, verse 14. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Many Christians coming to know Christ only to assume that if, if I receive Jesus, then I do my duty, my duty of going from hell to heaven. How many of you think that way? Like when you receive Jesus, oh, my duty is done, check mark. I'm now going from hell to heaven, done. But then your life here over the next maybe 50, 60, 70, 80 years are not living in freedom. You are actually living under somebody else's master. The word salvation, when Jesus comes to save you, the word salvation is actually a Greek word called sozo. And sozo does not mean only bringing you out of hell to heaven, but it means a comprehensive saving. Comprehensive saving. And here's the, the definition. It says, properly delivered out of danger and into safety. Use principally of God rescuing believers from the penalty and power of sin. It doesn't say that God is rescuing non-believers from hell to heaven. But this word sozo actually is called of God rescuing believers, you me, from the penalty and power of sin and into his provision. That is sozo. And that's what Christ has died for you, is for sozo. And also known as saved from suffering. I don't know how many of you are suffering. I know how many of you believe that Christians sometimes can suffer too. Right? Healing from diseases, that's also sozo. God can bring healing to these diseases. Made well, deliverance from curses. That's part of God's purpose for you. Because today, if you are a Christian and you are still living under the curse, you are suffering somehow, then I think you need to be prayed because that's not the life that God has planned for you. When Jesus died on the cross to redeem you, He doesn't have that in mind, that you are going to be depressed, you are going to be in bondages, you are going to be a slave of another master, 
That's not the plan. The plan of God is that you will be set free, you will live a very satisfying life, you're going to have a purpose, you're going to be freed, you have no shame. That is the life that God wants for all of us. Okay? But of course, Lucy is saying otherwise. So you have to acknowledge who is the Lucy in your life. Okay? The Lucy in your life, their, their name might, might not be Lucy. Their name might be Johnny. Last name Walker. Maybe, maybe. Right? Or, your Lucy can be Mary. Last name Jane. I don't know. You figure out who is your Lucy. Who is actually your master. Right? Or like, like Chi Ming said a few weeks ago, it could be the, what bear? I forgot what bear now. Esco bear? Esco bear can be your, your master. If you miss what Esco bear means, look through our website and check out the sermon about Esco bear. Okay? So, who is your master actually? Who actually you are trapped with? Who can you not get out from? Because your addiction and your bondages is not to set you free. It's actually to trap you into its own passion and its own motivation. It's not for your good. It's for that master's good. Amen? Some people are saved, but they are not free. Many Christians are still struggling with the entanglement of sin and weaknesses. Being a Christian is not just believing about Christ, you know, not about singing about Christ, you know, but and also not trying to imitate Christ, not trying to just follow His teaching, but it is a vital, dynamic, living relationship with Christ. So you come to church not to only know about Christ, but you actually live into Christ. Remember, into Christ. So our faith is not just a faith about Christ, but rather a faith into Christ. We believe into Christ. We are united with Christ. Christ died for you, and it's called justification. I, I'm not going to teach about this. Christ died for you, for your justification. I died with Christ, it's for my sanctification. And sanctification is a process that every day of our lives we make a decision to die with Christ. Every day of our lives we die with Christ and we declare who is the bad guy. Sometimes you have to declare it every day because that thing is calling on you. Johnny is calling on you. Right? What, what other, what other, uh, what other um, master that you have in your life? And think about it. You know, if you are serving that master, you will do whatever it takes to serve that master. For example, if you are, your master is pornography, right? It, you will do whatever it takes to serve that master. Sometimes in the harm of your relationship with your spouse, if you are married, sometimes in harm with the relationship with your friend, sometimes you, you hide away in your bedroom trying to serve your master instead of going out. And having a healthy life. Think about it. Isn't it true? And when you want to get out from it, that master is not going to be happy with you. That master is going to pull you back in and to serve whatever he wants or she wants you to serve. That's not freedom. 
I don't want to live that way. That's not freedom. You are like bowing down to the demand of that master. I don't want that. I don't know about you, but I know who the bad guy is. And I'm going to declare that bad guy every day of my life. That's part of my sanctification, right? We will never get away from that. Unfortunately, we're still living in this world. So you have to fight it. You have to declare it. You have to die with Christ every day. Because sanctification is a process. But at the end of this, I will be perfected in Christ at the end of my life. And that is called glorification. Glorification comes when there is no more presence of sin in our lives. So we have to die every day. Everything I need to live a victorious life actually has already been found in Christ Jesus. All I need to do is be united with Christ every day of our lives. Most of us are familiar with the concept of Christ dying for our sin. He was a substitute on the cross for us. But Christ not only died for sin, He also died to sin. Christ died to sin or for sin. Christ died for sin. It means that He is giving us the freedom from the guilt of sin. Christ dying to sin, it gives us the freedom from sin's power. You understand? You, you see the difference? Christ died and paid for our sin so that you no longer feel condemned. You no longer feel guilty. You no longer feel that, that, that weight of sin. But when Christ died to sin, He died so that the sin power is no longer dominion over you. That means you can say no. Okay? Don't be deceived when they say, no, no, you cannot say no, because I'm your master. No, that's a lie. Whatever you are struggling today, your addiction, your bondages, your curses, your family is going through crazy things at home. Don't tell yourself like, oh, you know what? This is my, my destiny. This is my fate. I have to accept it. I have to accept the demon of my family. No. Christ died for the power of sin over you. So you can tell those demons say no no you can say it you know freedom is not the ability to say yes all the time freedom is the strength to say no to your demon come on christians i want to see a generation that lives in freedom for christ not bondage under your demon because when i look at the generation especially the past seven years there's so many, even including Christian, millennials, Gen Z, that are trapped serving the demon of their fathers. No, no, Christ died to sin so that he can break the power of sin and demon over our lives. Say no and die with Christ every day of our lives. Sin is no longer our master. Come on, say it in your heart. Sin, no longer my master. We are now under the reign of grace. God in His grace enables us to have victory through the indwelling of spirit. You do not have to live in that cycle of depression. You do not have to live in that cycle of sadness. How many of you have excessive sadness? Don't lift up your hands yet. Okay. But how many of you live in excessive sadness in your life? 
Okay, when you are in the public place, maybe you are like, ah, you're smiling and you're dancing and you're cheerful, but when you get back to your room, anxiety and great excessive sadness overcome you. How many of you feel that way? That is Lucy trying to deceive you because you don't have to live that way. But you got to know who is the bad guy and you have to declare that is the bad guy. Don't love that bad guy. Don't love Lucy too much, okay? Don't be like Yumi. Don't be blinded like Yumi. Don't be deceived like Yumi. But be free. But be free. Stop seeing yourself as someone who has to sin. Stop choosing sin. Stop obeying sin. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law but under grace. Romans 6 verse 14. Sin is a harsh tyrant, a dictator. Sin is jealous. Because if you are trying to serve another master, sin is going to try to trap you. But remember, sin has no dominion over you. Because Christ died to sin. So that he, he break the power of sin. Sin is a harsh tyrant. But Christ not only died for our sin, he died to sin. He has conquered sin, and he has conquered Lucy for in our lives. Jesus gives you and me, who are united with him, a victorious life. How many of you want a victorious life? Come on, come on. There's three Christians in this room that wants a victorious life. What happened to the other Christians? How many Christians want a defeated, bonded life? Thank God. I think at least you understand what... I'm trying to say, okay? To those of you who did not lift up your hands, let's pray. We'll pray for you so that you will experience a victorious life because God has died to sin so that you can have victorious life. In Christ, there is newness of life, guys. You don't have to be under the curse of your fathers. There is newness of life. In Christ, there is no more condemnation. I don't know how many of you feel you're ashamed and condemned. There is no more condemnation. In Christ, sin's guilt and trap have no power over you. But you got to believe it. Do you believe it though? Or do you believe that Lucy has more power over you? Make sure you take care of your friend, Angel, okay? In Christ, you can receive freedom from bondages. Hey, there is no such thing as, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so deep into addiction that nothing can save me. No. I have seen people that are addicted to drugs, hard drugs, okay, got set free by God. In this church, you don't have to go somewhere else. We have seen breakthrough in this church. I mean, Lydia, come on. Your dad, we, we, we got news a few weeks ago that her dad almost died within hours she has to fly back to taiwan we come together we pray for healing her dad came out of the hospital he was supposed to die within hours but now he can go out and play with his grandchildren with his daughter we got to believe it that in christ there is power of healing in christ there is power of healing there is christ there is no more shame there is no more shame even sexual shame sexual guilt no more. In Christ, there is no sicknesses and curses because Christ is able to do that, to, say, to set you free. So today, I want to pray for you. Before we partake of the Holy Communion, I want to pray 
Let's take a moment to pray, especially to those of you who have been crying inside. Again, this is not to condemn you, this is not to put you to shame, but this is to help you get free, get healed, get help, and get the newness of Christ. We pray, we pray for one another. So I want the worship team to come forward. Let's let's just take a moment to to pray. Would you just please uh, stand? Can I have the worship team to come back forward? Do you know the song Freedom Rain? Freedom rain in this place. Let's sing this song. And I want you to declare it over your life. Whatever the demon of your life, whatever that has been the bondage of your life, I want you to sing it and declare it. Say, hey, you know what? Jesus, you reign over my life. Freedom, you reign over my life. Hey, pornography, addiction, I say no to you. Because I want to be set free. Hey, alcohol addiction, I want to say no to you. Hey, divorce of my parents, I want to say no to you. Hey, family uh, being destroyed by the devil, I want to say no to you. I want to say, family, be reconciled. Be restored. My father, my mother, be united again. Whatever, whatever is you're your struggling, let's declare it when we sing this song. Can you all rise and stand? 1 Corinthians 15 1 Corinthians 15, verse 56 to 57, it says this, okay? 1 Corinthians 15, you can write in your notes and you can read it over and over, over, over again. 56 to 57. For sin is a sting that results in death. The law gives sin its power. To overcome sin is not to do good. To overcome sin is not to do more ministry. To overcome sin is not to come church seven days a week. Because like the Bible said, that's not going to work. But thank God. Thank God. If you want to overcome your weaknesses, your curses, your sicknesses, your sin, your bondages, your your slavery. Jesus is the one that gives us victory over sin. And death through Jesus Christ will set you free. So freedom can only be found in Jesus. Freedom cannot be found in me. Jesus cannot be found in you. Jesus cannot be found in methods. Jesus cannot be found in formula. Uh, Freedom cannot be found in formula. Freedom can only be found in one person. One person only. And that is Jesus. So as we sing this song, I really ask you to declare it from the bottom of your heart. Whatever that you are struggling, believe it that God wants to set you free this morning. When we sing this song a few years ago, I still remember in this century, when we sing this song, somebody that has been given up in the temple. You you understand what I'm trying to say? If you are Buddhist, you're from a Buddhist background, you probably understand. I came from a Buddhist background. So when they were little, they were dedicated to the temple and then suddenly the demon came into her her life and she cannot get out of it when we sing this song suddenly she was released that she got she received freedom it's not the song but it's our belief in jesus it's our relationship with jesus that sets you free hey my brother and sister i love you from the bottom of my heart i want to see you well I want to see you sozo, sozo, come on, come on, everyone, I want to see you sozo, 
I don't want anyone here to feel that you are trapped. 